Well, I have the honor and the privilege to introduce to some of you for the first time um, Bob Hawk. He is a true man of God. I've, he's a longtime friend, and I've watched his walk for many, many years, a, a faithful walk before the Lord, a very compassionate and loving and kind walk. I, if somebody asked me what I thought about Bob, this is what I'd say. He sloshes with the love of God. I'm telling you, I've said that more than once. And he wouldn't like me to say that because every ounce of his being, all the glory goes to Jesus. Amen. Come and be a blessing to the people here at CWI, past prophet Bob Hawk. (laughs) Amen. Let's thank the Lord for the gift of God in him. Well, we probably ought to stand up, <clears throat> if that'd be okay with you. What an honor, what a privilege to be with you this evening. I'm uh, grateful for your pastor for allowing me to stand in this great pulpit and to minister to you by the grace of God. Say this with me, Father, I thank you, Father, I thank you. that the love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. You direct my footsteps. You've ordered my path. You've given me wisdom and understanding for this day and for this hour. Thank you, Father, for fresh anointing upon my heart, upon my life, and upon my actions. Thank you, Father, that you will bring increase of who you are by revelation knowledge within me. It is my desire to serve you, to worship you, to adore you, to obey you every step of the way. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your mercy, that's seeking me down even right now. I just believe I receive a double dose of the goodness of God, of the mercy of God. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Y'all Pentecostal, right? That's a good thing, because you'd be in trouble if you wasn't. Let's just pray in the Spirit a minute. I'm not certain what the Lord wants to do exactly. I've got probably three messages that I could preach, but I don't want to. So let's just pray. Let's pray. Oh, Mashella Bunda, the Elebishidi, the Elamahaya Bacatanacasidi. Oh, Mashella Bunda, the Elebishidi, the Elabatara Basinge, Locobo Bobodiosaba. Ela Mashella Munda, the Acidi, the Elabatana Masike, Dolomo, Shalanda, the Acidi di Dondo. E Basambandara de Shabotobodia Saba. Elebishella Karata, Talanda, Talatan, Dodobo, Kobobo, Doria Sidi, the Elamahaya.
If you're having ear issues, I ask you to just place your hands upon your ears. God wants to open up passageways. If you've been dealing with stress and anxiety, pressure from circumstances that have assaulted you, that have attacked you, that have overwhelmed you, I ask you to lay your hand upon your heart. Just lay your hand upon your heart. Those of you with ear issues, put your hands upon your ears. I know this is a sensitive issue, but I'll be bold. You ladies, if you're having some issues in your female parts, I'll just ask you to to grip your stomach in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God's healing virtue is here. The power of God is here. The presence of God is here. The goodness of God is here. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Almighty and He is still the Healer. Understanding, He sent His Word to heal us and deliver us from our destruction. Those of you who have been dealing with fear, I just ask you, I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ to be bold. Just raise up your hands and just allow Him, allow Him to bring His delivering power upon you in the name of Jesus. That spirit of fear cannot stay on your life. It cannot stay in your household. It cannot stay... It's not welcome in this house. It's not welcome upon you. You are a child of God. You're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And you are more than a conqueror. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, according to your word, I thank you for ear passages opened up. For the swelling, the inflammation to go in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. A a, a quick work in the name of Jesus Christ for any buildup. Lord, that there'll be drainage and they'll be able to hear, hear effectively and properly from this moment on in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we speak to the organs within within the ladies in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we expect every organ and every tissue in each one of their bodies to function in the divine perfection in which they were created for in the name of Jesus. We curse and we command the spirit of infirmity to leave them now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that spirit of fear that has assaulted so many, we break its power right now in the name of Jesus. We release the spirit of faith in Christ Jesus to manifest in their heart, in their life, right now in Jesus' Jesus name. Lord, let your healing virtue, Holy Spirit, quicken mortal flesh right here. Quicken mortal flesh. Anxiety and stress, pressure, the pressure that has assaulted you is no more than an attack and an assignment from hell. And no weapon formed against you can prosper. Every tongue that's been risen against you, that criticism, there's been witches that have been loosed against some of you. And right now, that demonic spirit in the name of Jesus Christ has no place on you. Those words have to fall dead to the ground. They have no power and no authority. You are the child of God and the curse can't light without cause and right now just release it in the name of Jesus let the freedom of God flow upon your heart upon your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ say this with me I am the healed of the Lord every function every part of this being is healed this day I thank you, Lord, by the stripes that you bore for me. 
I'm healed. I believe I've received freedom, liberty, and healing in my body, upon my heart and life. And I give you praise. Just give Him praise in this house. Give Him praise in this house. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Oh, glory to God. Say, thank you, Lord. I have and always will have the mind of Christ. The peace of God that passes all understanding umpires my heart and my life every day. I'm not nervous in the presence of the Lord. I'm at home in that precious presence. Thank you, Father. You inhabit my praise. Thank you, Lord. In your presence is fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore. And I delight to live my life out loud in the presence of the Lord. Oh, I give you praise for that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'll just go ahead and be seated in His presence, if you don't mind. You know what a shotgun does when it's the trigger's pulled? Versus a rifle? A rifle will hit a target because it's one bullet. A shotgun has multiple, multiple BBs in it, and it's like a scatter gun. You understand a scatter gun. In other words, if I was to shoot that screen, I'm not going to, don't let, you know, Sid would probably tell me to not preach here anymore. But anyhow, if I was, a, a bullet hole would just put one hole in it. A scatter gun would spread it out and pretty well destroy that whole screen. You, you all with me? Some of you are redneck hunters like I am, but some of you might not be. <clears throat> Maybe you're uh, not for guns, but I, I, uh, I'm not going to do that, okay? Just, just a heads up. What I believe the Lord has given me for you in this house tonight is going to be more like a scatter gun, a shotgun, and there's many thoughts that the Lord wants to express into the hearts of many of you. And I know that some of the things that I'm going to be ministering in are not for everybody in this house, and that's okay. But I want you to stay connected because some of them are. You understand me? God wants to address hard issues. He wants to bring you into a desire that He has already placed in your heart. And sometimes people get a little mixed up with discerning the desires of the Lord that he's placed in us versus our desires that we conjure up. Now, I know none of you are that unspiritual, and uh, you know you, you, you uh, have probably laid down those fleshly desires that you have, but I've found that sometimes even good people, good Christians that love God with all their heart, all their life, all their soul, 
they allow the desires of the flesh to dominate and control them. They allow the desires of what other people's thoughts or opinions are to dominate and control them. They let the, the desires that the world tries to put on them to take them out of the sink of the moving of the Holy Spirit upon their life. Do you, do you understand what I'm talking about? I believe God wants to channel us in in a great sensitivity to the leadership of the Holy Spirit I believe he wants to address hard issues in every one of our lives. And I believe he wants to make that what I'll call so real and tangible to you that you don't walk in confusion, that you can stay on course, understanding that there's a course that is laid before you, there's an assignment upon your life, there's a, a will, I'll call it the will of God, but I'll also call it that God has unique things that he's placed in inside of every one of our hearts, every one of our lives. There's, there's gifts that are inside of you that are needed in this day, in this hour. There are uh, anointings and calls that are upon your lives that are vital for what needs to be done in the world in this day, in this hour. And I, I, I truly believe that God wants to bring the body of Christ in and so bring them into the heart of God so that the confusion of the past leaves, the desires of the flesh no longer control or manipulate, and you're able to discern the desire that, heart, that God Almighty placed upon your heart so that you can stay active and moving forward so that you can hit the call, the high calling of God that is upon your life. See, there's a, a bullseye that you need to hit. Can you say amen? There's a, a purpose for your life. You're not an accident here. It's not, well, I just come here by mistake tonight. Well, if you did, welcome, and the mistake's over, so bless God you made the right decision. Can you say amen? So God wants to speak to you, and some of you in here are, are saying, you know what, I've been there, done that, it's over. No, it's not. And what I mean by that, God wants to fill mouths today with good things and renew youth like the eagle. He wants to soar you up into a place where you will receive the strength that you need to run the rest of your race. He wants to equip you with what you need to do to be obedient and willing in His presence so that when you do step into that arena of the Spirit, that things are going to change, things are going to happen, and God's going to use you by the mighty hand of His power. Can you say amen to that? So, he laid some questions upon my heart and I thought, Lord, I, I don't really want to do this at CWI. The pastor's not here. Well, you can address him when he gets back, all right? The first off is, are we, and I'll address, I'm part of CWI, have been for many years. I kind of come and go from different, different places in life, but this is still my home. And uh, are, we the, are we the end time church of Jesus Christ? That's a question, and I'm not looking for an answer. I'm asking you to answer that in your heart tonight. Are we, and I'm referring to you and me, who are the body of Christ, who Jesus said, I'll build the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Understanding that church is built by revelation knowledge. It's, it's built by the entrance of his word that is revealed to us, not just mentally, not mental ascension, but a heart of revelation that God exposes. As he told Peter, he says, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen if you're in Christ? So are we the end time church of Jesus Christ? Second one was, 
If this is the final chapter of the age of grace or of the church age as we know it, are we, how are we going to live it out? In other words, how are you from this night on going to live the rest of your life? That's the question. Do you understand me? I, I, I want to make that clear to every one of us. We're, if you're in Christ, you're part of this. And if you're not in Christ, do not leave those doors without accepting Him. How do you do that? Jesus, come. Whosoever will call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You believe in your heart that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. You confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Understanding that, that Jesus Christ is Lord. I heard a mighty woman of God already say that from this pulpit. Is Jesus Christ your Lord? Then if you're in Christ and you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, the old mess is gone. Aren't you glad about that? Well, I'm telling you, the new has come. Now you and I have got to put on the new man on a consistent basis or that old rascal, he'll try to raise up and he'll try to take you out of the will of God. But I want you to know, you're going to become aware of this and you're going to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to stay in the Spirit. I'm not going to allow my flesh or anybody else's to control or manipulate me. Can you shout amen in this house? So, if this is the final chapter of the age of grace or the church age, how are we going to live it out or how are you or how am I going to live it out? That's a question I believe the Spirit of God gave me. I'm just sharing the good news with you. Hallelujah, all right? It says, okay, the next one is, what is the main objective to be accomplished by us? What is the main objective in the kingdom of God, to be accomplished by us, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how are you, or now are you willing to commit to His purpose in this hour of need? Are you willing to commit to His purpose upon your life to the fullest that you possibly can tonight. See, that's a question. I, I want you to, I want you to answer these questions before the Lord. I'm not looking for you to tell me. I'm, I'm just asking you to respect and honor the presence of the Almighty God that's in this house right now. Because why? He's asking His people these questions. I'm speaking prophetically to you. I'm speaking by the inspiration of the Spirit of God, and I want you to understand these questions, if you would, please. Are we the end time church of the Lord Jesus Christ? If this is the final chapter of the age of grace or the church age, how are we, how am I going to live it out? And what is the main objective to be accomplished by us, the church? And now, are we willing to commit to His purpose in this hour of need? Go to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Are you okay? 1 Peter 4 verse 1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Aren't you glad we have the mind of Christ? For he hath suffered in the flesh, hath ceased from sin. Verse 2. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh, 
to the lust of men, but to the will of God. The Amplified Bible says it this way, and I'll read that to you if I can. So since Christ suffered in the flesh for us, you must arm yourselves with the same thought and purpose, patiently to suffer rather than fail to please God. Pleasing God will cause your flesh to suffer. I'm not talking about sickness and disease here. Do you understand me? I'm talking about there is a battle between your flesh, your, 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 <laughs> I hate to say this to you, but in some of your cases, it's your soul that needs to be renewed. Your mind needs to be renewed. And understanding that there's a battle that goes on in our lives. And part of that battle is God is willing and the Spirit is willing. But so often I find in Christians that their flesh is weak. That they're not where they need to be spiritually to submit and obey God, to step out and serve Him to the capacity that He's calling them to. Now, that's probably nobody in this church. This message is probably for the church down the street. But I'm going to give it to you anyhow. Is that all right? So he says here, he says, So since Christ suffered in the flesh for us, for you arm yourselves with the same thought and purpose, patiently to suffer rather than to fail to please God. For whosoever has suffered in the flesh, having the mind of Christ, is done with intentional sin. Say that with me. I'm done with intentional sin. He says, has stopped pleasing himself and the world and pleases God. Say, I will, from this night on, please the Lord. It's my heart's desire, and it is the will of God upon my life, upon our life as the church, to please the Lord. We know, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. But we have faith. I have faith, and this faith will produce results. Amen. Amen. So that he no longer spend the rest of his natural life living in his human appetites and desires, but he lives for what God wills. I like that. He lives. You and I have a purpose. And we've got to make a decision. I believe he's putting his finger down upon every one of our hearts. By the grace of God, we're going to live for what God wills in my life. And that's a decision that only the heart can make. That's a decision that will take the grace of God for you to walk worthy of him, to be pleasing to him, and accomplish the good works that he's called you and anointed you for in this day and this hour. In, in the uh, New Living Translation, it says in verse 2, You won't spend the rest of your lives chasing your own desires, but you will be anxious to do the will of God. Say, I'm anxious. Not in a bad way, but in a good way. I will do the will of God in my life. Now, go with me to Proverbs chapter 13. I told you this is going to be a scattergun, Okay. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. 
I want to talk about, is my heart fixed on the word of the Lord in my life? Is my heart fixed on what God's word and what he has spoken to me personally and to you personally? Is our heart established? Is it fixed? And if it's not, it's time to allow it to be set, to be established, and to move forward in this life. In Proverbs 13, 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire cometh, it's a tree of life. The Passion Translation reads this. He says, When hope's dreams seem to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. Hallelujah. Message translation says this. I hope I can use these translations without getting stoned in this house, all right? Unrelenting disappointment leaves you heart sick, but a sudden good break can turn life around. Go to, go to Psalm 37, if you would, please. Psalm 37. I believe there's going to be some turnarounds in many of your lives. I believe God's going to bring you into a place of attention and show you His goodness and mercy and give you the wisdom that you need for this day and this hour. I believe God's going to raise up many of you by His Holy Spirit to do the work that He has already assigned you to, but He's going to make it real and tangible to you so that you understand you are a force to be reckoned with. (laughs) You're a mighty man and woman of God. You are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. He is for you. He's not against you. And God is not mad at any one of us. Can you shout amen? Amen. In other words, this is an appointed time. This is a time and a season in life for you and I to say, yes, Lord, yes. Can you do that? See, I believe you can. I believe I'm in the right house. Psalm 37, verse 1 Fret not thyself because of evil doers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. You could stay on that scripture and look at worldly affairs and what's going on in our nation, and you could get all stewed up, all stressed out, and all fretted, and you could actually get angry. Am I the only one that gets angry with some of the stupid stuff that's going around us, huh? The Bible says you can be angry, but don't sin in your anger, amen? It says in verse 2, For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Number 4, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. God's desire... Part of it is that none perish. Do you hear me? You know, thank God for that mission offering. Because why? That's part. That's part. That's not the only part. But the the main part is, are we doing what we're called to do? Or are we wandering around the base of the mountain? When God is calling us to the mountain peak, He's calling us to possess the land. He's calling us to take over and take charge. He's calling us to populate heaven and plunder hell. He's calling every one of us as His church 
into a place of willingness and obedience, not only so we can eat the good of the land, but so that we can bring people to Jesus Christ. And if we understand, there's still a great suggestion. Oh, I guess that's called the Great Commission, isn't it? Huh? Yeah, you've heard it, right? To go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, I guarantee you there's preachers in this room. There's ministers in this room. There's teachers in this room. There's probably apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. But may, basically, there are ambassadors in this room. Every one of us. So we're an ambassador of heaven sent to earth to function underneath the inspiration of the Almighty. You and I are called, we're anointed, we're appointed for a day and hour just like this. Understand, this is one of the most exciting times to be on planet earth. Some of you are saying, wow, I thought this was rough. No, I want you to know you were born for such a time as this. Do you hear me? I said you were born for such a time as this. And God's not too late. He's not too early. His hand is upon the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's up to the church to shift things around. It's up to the church to bring in the harvest. It's up to the church to disciple men and women. And it's up to the church to do what they're called to do in the window of time in which we have. Because I don't believe it's a big window. I said, I don't believe it's a big window. I believe that it won't be that long. And if I don't see it, I'll be surprised. But I can guarantee you, I bet my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren will see it. Because one day that eastern sky is going to crack and the Son of God's going to appear. And the dead in Christ are going to rise. And then they which are alive and remain on this earth are going to be caught up together with Him in the air. And so shall they ever be with the Lord. But I want you to understand, God's for you right now and He's with you. And He, he said, I'm not going to leave you I'm not going to forsake you I'll be with you always well if he's with me it's not just baggage in other words he wants to equip me empower me so that I can do the will of God so that we can be co-laborers together in this kingdom and get the work done can you shout amen? amen so as we look at this my brother and sister I want you to see something God has placed desires in your heart every one of you if you're in Christ he's placed desires in your heart and He wants to give you the fulfillment of those desires. And it's up to you and me to discern, is this me? Is this what somebody else suggested? Or is this the Lord? That discernment of saying, you know what, that's the desire of the Lord. And once you settle that fact, when you find, when you find that, and you can resolve that within you, understand, you're going to be able to receive the grace for you to carry out the assignment and the true desires that God's placed on your life. See, I believe that God is calling men and women right now into an intimate relationship with Him that's beyond anything they've ever seen. Because there's secret things, mysteries, there's some unknown things that need to come into the church, need to come into the hearts of men and women so that we could do what we're called to do in this window of time. In other words, I believe there's an acceleration of time. If you don't believe me, just think about in the last two years what's changed. Think about what in the last six months has changed. Think about what's probably changed in your individual life in just the last year or two. Understand there's an acceleration. 
Well, if there's an acceleration in that, the acceleration ought to work the other way and good ought to come to you. The blessing of God ought to come to you. The abundance and provision ought to come to you. Acceleration to what it used to. Can you say amen? I believe that God's not holding any good thing back from any one of us. But in order to do that, we've got to seek first the kingdom of God and His way of doing things so that we understand those things are not going to possess us. They're not going to own us. That we're going to have total ownership and we're going to be good stewards of what He places in our hand. But bless God, they're not in control and they're not going to hold us down because why? God is an abundant God and He has an abundant provision and that's why you and I can, can, can understand the principles of seed time and harvest. We can sow and reap and as we give, it's given back unto us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And as I heard a great man of God earlier say, you know what, when you give, you don't give grudgingly, you don't give a necessity. God loves what kind of a giver? A cheerful giver. And then the next verse says, then He's able to make all grace, say grace, abound towards you so that you have all sufficiency of all things and abound unto every good work. In other words, this kingdom you and I are a part of, there's no lack. I said this kingdom you're a part of has no lack. There's an abundant supply. Your God, your Father, is not broke. And He's not holding it back from you. He's trying to get you into a position where you'll line up with His desires and receive what He has for you. Will it take some work? Yeah, it'll take the work of the Holy Spirit working inside of you in a, in a heart that is willing and obedient to do the will of God. Why? Because He's not going to pay for something He doesn't commission. And you might as well shout Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. I hope I'm not too much for you. All right. I, I mean, I love you. I want you to know that. But we are in a we're in a final hour, church. Do you, are, are you with me? I I, I mean, I, some of you might, might be wrestling with that, and I'm, that's not a scare tactic. That's you know what? Our window is here. It's our opportunity. We have one of the greatest opportunities that any generation has ever had. I believe as, as, as I had a chance to minister to the Bible school students here this week, all I could think of is, God, you, you, guys, you were born for such a time as this. This is your opportunity to take, to take the bat and to hit home runs. This is a time when God wants every one of His children to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done doing my own deal. I'm done wallowing around and being so concerned about what's going on in the world and what's going on in my life. And I'm going to say, you know what, Jesus? I'm just going to say yes and amen to your will. That your will will be done in me and through me each and every day. And I will submit to you. I will yield to you. And I will allow the Holy Spirit to take control of my life. Because why? Those that are led by the Spirit of God are who? They're the sons of God. They're the mature ones. They're the ones that can take orders from headquarters and and carry them through in willingness and obedience and do it with the right heart because why? They've discovered the desires in their heart come from their Father and He has greater desires than we could ever conjure up. Those desires are eternal desires. Those desires are people because why? God's still in love with people. Can you shout amen? In other words, He's in love with you, but He's in love with the worst wretched sinner. He's in love with us as America, but bless God, He's in love with Africa tonight as well. Understanding He's no respecter of person but He wants to raise up people just like you and me in this day and this hour so that we will hear 
We will submit and we will obey in the orders that He gives us. And God wants to make those orders very plain to us. And it's going to take, it's going to take all of us coming into a place of intimacy in a, in a re- personal relationship with Him so that we can cooperate together with heaven, we can cooperate with the heart of the Father, and we can be led by the Holy Spirit and carry out the orders that are assigned to each and every one of us as well as corporately as a church. Amen? Now, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. In verse 4 it says, He'll give you the desires of your heart. One word from Him changes everything in our life. When you know that you know that God has spoken to your heart and all of a sudden the desires of the flesh changed. They shifted. They become of no value and no importance. And His desire become the key and the main thing upon your life. And I believe that's what He is doing in this day and this hour. He's calling us into a place of attention to get the orders that will take our hearts and turn them into what I will believe is so, so, so fertile soil that when that word comes in, it's, it's not a matter of it producing 30 or 60. I believe there's a hundredfold return coming. I believe that that word will take effect. And when that word takes effect, when His Word goes forth, it will accomplish that what He pleases, and it will prosper in the thing whereunto He sends it. And the where He wants that Word is rich inside of you. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Let the wisdom of God flow from you freely. Let the activities of the Holy Spirit be an operation of your everyday life. And the only one that can do that is you. Can you say amen to that? In other words, this isn't, this isn't, God's not pushing us, but He's trying to draw us in. He's trying to draw us in with a yes and an amen. As you, as you look at this, He says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, He'll bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Amplifies says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, He'll give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, roll each care of your load on Him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in Him, and He'll bring it to pass. Go to Proverbs chapter 10, if you would, please. You okay? Am I out of time yet? I hope not. Proverbs 10, verse 24. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, the desires that you've placed in my heart because it's your will that they need to be fulfilled. Make them more real to me than I've ever known possible. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 10.24 says, The fear of the wicked, it shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Amplified says, but the desire of the uncompromising righteous shall be granted. 
Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. So settle that now. That's He's talking to you. So the Passion says, The lawless are haunted by their fears, and what they dread will come upon them. But the longings of the lovers of God will all be fulfilled. The longings, those longing desires that He's placed within you, that vision, that dream, that prophetic utterance that you knew was Him, it's time. It's the season. In 1 John, 4, or 1 John 5 and 14 and 15, you guys have this all memorized, I'm certain. But it says, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Say, I know. His desire is real in me, and it shall be granted in the name of Jesus. Go with me to Psalm 145. Psalm 145. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 145, we'll start in verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all that are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfieth the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works to all that call upon him in truth. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. Jesus said we'd know the truth, and the truth would what? Verse 19, if you'll look at that please. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. Didn't say He might, He said He will. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but the wicked will He destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless His holy name forever and ever. Verse 17 again, the Lord is righteous in all His ways and holy in all His works. The Lord is nigh unto them that call upon Him, to all that call upon Him in truth. He will, say He will, will fulfill the desire that He has given me because I fear Him. I honor Him. I respect Him. I reverence Him. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and save them. The Passion says in verse 19, Every godly one receives even more than they ask for. (laughs) For you hear what their heart really longs for, and you bring them to your saving strength. Go to Psalm 92. We'll start wrapping this up a little bit. Psalm 92, if you would please. 
verse 7, Psalm 92. When the, root, when the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, are you witnessing that at this time? Yeah. It is that they shall be destroyed forever. Hallelujah. But thou, Lord, are most high forever. For though thy enemies, O Lord, for lo, thy enemies shall perish, and all the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. Verse 10. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Say that. I will, because I believe, I receive, right now, fresh anointing upon my life, upon my heart, upon my purpose, and my call in Jesus Christ. My eyes also shall see my desire of my enemies, and my ears shall hear the desire of the wicked that rise up against me. The righteous, say that be me, the righteous shall flourish or spring up like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. It says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall what? Those that be planted. This is not a time to stay away from church. This is not a time to separate yourselves in the gathering. Are you with me? Uh, many people have. But this is a time to come together. We need each other in this day and this hour. We need to understand there's a corporate anointing available in the house of God that we, we have to have, to have the impartations that we need to run our race and to finish the work that He's called us to in this day and this hour. He says, The righteous shall flourish or spring up like a palm tree. He shall grow in the cedars or like the cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall, now here, I told you this is for some of you in this house, not all of you, but it is for some of us, okay? Let me read it to you. I'm going to read it real loud. I'm going to pretend like I'm reading the Amplified Bible, even though it's the King James. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Was that amplified enough for you? All right. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat. Say fat. Say I'm fat. Hallelujah. I want you to know what fat means, okay? Because some of you, it's not a weight issue. It means abounding in spiritual grace and comfort. I said abounding in spiritual grace and comfort. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in Him. Verse 12 of 92 of Psalm says, The uncompromising righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, fruitful. They shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Hallelujah! Woo! I thought you guys were Pentecostal. You don't even have any chandeliers in here, do you, huh? Oh, hallelujah. You know, if you can't have fun here, where can you, huh? If you can't show forth your passion for Him in the midst of His family, 
You know, what's the sense? What's the sense? Go to Psalm 112. Psalm 112. Y'all okay? You got some desires stirring up inside of you. I can see it. I can feel it. Not a feeling of, the, of my emotions or my, my senses, but a feeling that I can tell by the Spirit of God. There's a stirring in, in the passions of your heart right now. I, can, I, I believe it. I, I believe there's some things that have been dormant that God's going to bring back into activity and life in your life. You're, there's some excuses that are going to be shook off of your life today. I said excuses. Yeah. You know, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, but, 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 but. Throw the butt out. Amen. It doesn't, it doesn't belong. It doesn't. It's a yes and amen. Say yes and amen. I will do the will of God. Psalm 112, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, blesses the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. See, when we delight in him and what he delights in, those desires become real and tangible, real and the secret things that belong to us that we need to know become uncovered so that we know that we know. See, the Spirit of God, one of the, the ministries of the Holy Spirit in your life and in my life is to show us things to come so that we're not blinded. This is not a day and an hour to live in darkness. This is a time for you and I to walk in the light as He is in the light, have fellowship one with another, and allow the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us of all sin every day. Why? Because we have to, we have to understand that He's still the author and the finisher of our faith. We have to understand that He's still the beginning and the end. And what He started in you and me, He's well able to perform and He's well able to bring it into a finished product. In other words, the hand of the Lord wants to elevate you and bring you into a place of willingness, of obedience, so that you can hit the mark of the call, the high calling of God that is upon your life. So that you're not missing it another day. That you're not wandering around the base of the mountain. It's time to go to the peak. It's time to understand I'm going to possess the promised land of my life. I'm going to possess the promises that He's given me. And I'm going to walk worthy in the fullness of what God has for me. In other words, I'm going to stay rooted and grounded in love. I'm going to be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height. I'm going to know the love of Jesus Christ that passes knowledge. But now unto him who's able, say able, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that works in me. And I don't know about you, there's a powerhouse in each and every one of you if you're in Christ. There's a Christ who is the hope of glory who lives in the inside of you. And he's still greater than any devil in this world. He's greater than any problem you face. He's bigger and greater than any giant you come up against against. I want you to understand no matter what the trouble might lie before you, no matter what the problem might be, but your God is bigger and your God lives inside of you. He's come to make His abode, His home inside of you. He wants to elevate you and to let you know that, you know what, you can be like David and you can say, you know what, I'm going to get you, you little rascal, because why? I have a name, and that name is above everything that I'm up against, and that name is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm going to take that name, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring you under obedience. I'm going to slaughter you in the name of Jesus Christ, because every devil, every power of hell is going to be under my feet. It is not going to override me. I'm going to rise up in this day and this hour and be the man and woman of God that He's called us to be, because why? No devil in hell 
has the ability to control or manipulate you because you're a man and woman of God full of the Holy Ghost and power and you got what it takes to win your race and it's your faith that will give you the power to overcome every obstacle and every circumstance you come up against. You are a force to be reckoned with, CWI. And don't you ever underestimate what God has given you. The Word of the Lord is rich inside of you. I know you hear some of the best ministers on, on this planet when they come in here. But bless God, it's not just a good message. It's, Lord, i got to have Your Word. I need You to speak into my heart. Because why? I'm going to run my race. I'm going to hit the mark. I'm going to know and understand when it's all finally done. It's well done, my good and faithful one. Can you shout amen in this house? Hallelujah. Psalm 112. I'll be sweet and nice. Y'all okay? Scott wanted to get me a chair so I could dance or jump up on top of it. Scott, I matured a little bit. Not much. <laughs> Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright there ariseth light in darkness. I'm going to read that again, because you're going to need it. Unto the upright, the righteous. That's you. Say, that's me. Unto the upright there ariseth light in darkness. In the midst of this dark hour in which we are here on this planet, some of the things that some of us are experiencing, seeing and hearing, some of us would just shake our head and say, you know what? I can't believe it's gone this fast and here we are right there. You understand? We've heard end time prophecy. We've heard, we've heard things. We've seen things. But you know, I did not dream that I would see the condition of my nation the way it is right now. I did not dream that I would even think that we would see some of the opposition that is coming against the church of Jesus Christ. Some of the things that are taking place right now, they're trying to steal our freedom, steal our liberty. I did not believe that we would see this quickly in 2021. You understand me? And I, I see, you understand me? I, I see prophetically so much, but I did not think we'd see that acceleration take place this quickly. Right now, they're trying to steal everything that they can from you and me as the church. Right now, they're trying to nullify us and release us so that we have no effect. Right now that window is open. Right now it's time for you and me to be strong in the Lord and the power's might. Right now it's time for you and me to stay so full of the Holy Ghost and understand that whatever the devil has in store, that you and I are greater because we have a greater one inside of us and God Christ in us is the hope of glory. And that word glory meaning the manifestations of His presence. God wants to manifest His presence through your life. In the midst of this dark hour, God wants to give you light.
light. When light comes to you, illumination of light, when the light of the gospel, when the light of the word, when the, when the revelation knowledge comes to you, all of a sudden one word from God changes everything. And you're equipped, you're empowered, and faith comes. And when faith comes, bless God, all things are possible to him who believe it. And with God, all things are possible. So don't underestimate the things that you know in your heart, my brother and sister. Don't underestimate the word of the Lord that's come to you because why? That word come to you to give you a desire and I want you to settle that desire in your heart and say, bless God, I'm going to be the man of God that he's called me to be. I'm going to be the woman of God that he's called me to be. We're going to be the family of God that he's called us to be and we're going to be a church to be reckoned with here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania as well as in the nations of this world. And these flags are going to be affected every nation by the ministry that goes from this house because why? We will not settle for crumbs. We're going to go for the gusto. and We know that He sets a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So we're going to belly up to the table and take everything that He has for us so that we can be fed and nourished by the Word of the Lord so that our faith will rise up to the highest level and we can accomplish that what we need to do in this day, in this hour. Can you shout amen? Under the upright there arises light and darkness. He's gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Now here is where the leadership of the Holy Spirit comes into every one of our lives. It's not a time to be deceived. It's not a time to be self-deceived, not doing what we know to do. Does that make sense to you out of James? But see here, it's not a time... For that lying spirit, this, this age that we're in is a, an age of a liar. You know it as well as I do. There's more lies, more deception going on in this nation as well as probably the nations of the world. But you and I have the truth. We have the truth. And when we have it, we have to know the truth. Because when we know the truth, our discernment goes up and we see through the darkness of the clouds of deception so that we can be discreet. That we can come into a place that, you know what, we will not be deceived. The world might be deceived, but we will not be deceived because why? Our Jesus is going to crack that sky. And there's a job, there's an opportunity for you and me to bring in a harvest that needs to come in because God's still in love with people and He still wants to equip you and empower you to bring in to bring in that harvest of this last day generation. Understand we have a job to do and we can do it because the grace of God is sufficient for us to run our race. The grace of God is available to us to draw upon it and that grace will give you the strength and the weakness and understand it's not a matter of age brother and sister because why? Even old people like me do you hear me? I said old people like me if I can use that terminology I got a word, hallelujah, and that word will change my life. Because why? I'm not living by bread alone, but I'm going to word. I'm going to live by the word of the Lord. And that word says, they shall bring forth fruit in old age, hallelujah. And they shall be fat. Woo! Boy, some of you ought to just get up and dance, Hallelujah. 
A good man showeth favor and lendeth, he will guide his affairs with discretion, surely he shall not be moved forever. The righteous shall be in everlasting remembrance, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Did you hear me? I'm going to read that to you once again. He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Whose report are we going to believe? Will we believe the report of the Lord? Because why? That's a personal decision on every one of our part. I can encourage you, but I can't do it for you. I said, I can encourage you, but I can't do it for you. As much as I love my wife, she can't do it for me. You hear me? It's a personal decision. I am going to believe what God has said. And I'm going to stand firm and strong in the word of the Lord. And you and I, we all need to do this. He says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. Why? Because his heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. His heart is fixed to fix your heart. His heart is established to establish your heart. If you've been wavering, it's time to establish what's been wavering. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And the Bible says in James not to, th- not to let that man think that he'll receive anything of the Lord. But see, it's the same guy. It says when you lack wisdom, you ask God and He gives it to you. But you've got to ask in faith. You don't need to waver. When you need what God has for you, you ask and you ask in faith that God will get it to you because He's not holding any good thing back from any one of us. Prosperity's not a problem. Money's not an issue. I want you to settle that now. You got a rich daddy, and he will supply what he commissions. See, the problem is, is we've commissioned some things, and we were waiting for supply, and it didn't come in. Oh, dear God, that's good preaching right there, Pastor. I want you to understand that he will take care of what he commissions, and he has commissioned you and me to fulfill the desires that he's placed in us. So those desires that He's placed in us, when they become real and tangible, and they become what? That's my purpose in life. That's the purpose that I'm going to carry out, and I'm going to walk worthy of the Lord, and I'm going to be fully pleasing unto that what He has called me to, because why? He's anointed you and me to do good works, and those works need to be done, because there's people out there that are going to hell without the church taking their place in this day and this hour. There's, There's people out there that need you to show up in their face and share the good news like those two little kids that Pastor Karen was sharing understand that those, those children they come out of darkness into light don't you think that the angels were rejoicing don't you think that those aren't precious in the eyes of the Lord don't you think that that's valuable and precious don't you think that God doesn't still love the sinner but how, how does he love them he loves them to the degree he wants to pull them in out of the darkness into the light and bring them unto himself because why he already Already shed his blood for them. He already became sin for them. He already went to hell on their behalf. And he already made them righteous because of what he did through the cross of Calvary. See, there's already been a death, a burial, and a resurrection. But it's time the church gets a hold of that and knows that God wants to resurrect the church and bring them back into life, bring them back into power, bring them back into the dimension of the Spirit so that they're not ashamed of the gospel, neither of the name, because there's still power in in the name of Jesus and there's power in the preaching of the gospel and understand that power that was preached to those two little kids brought them out of darkness into light and the devil can't have them hallelujah
He hath dispersed abroad, he's given to the poor, his righteousness endureth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor, the wicked shall see it and be grieved. He shall gnash with their teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked will perish, but yours won't. I said yours won't. I said yours won't. God wants to grant the desires He's placed in your heart. And He wants you to come into a line with them. And He wants you to answer those questions that I give you in your heart. Even this week, I will ask you to put these before the Lord. Are we the end time church of the Lord Jesus Christ? I have to answer that. Do I believe that? You know, the Apostle Paul believed that he was. Is this the final chapter of the age of grace or the church age? And how are we, how am I going to live it out in these last days? What is the main objective to be accomplished by me and by us, the church? And am I willing? Are you willing? Are we as a church willing? Are we truly willing to commit to His purpose in this hour of need in this great world that God wants to rescue? Amen. Let's just worship. I think that's what you guys do as you go back into worship. Is that correct? I'm, I'm going to, if I can have some liberty, Karen, uh, did you notice this beautiful stage that I watched these fine, young, handsome guys build? And I don't know if there was any girls involved. If there was, I missed them. But I, I know, well, Kim was here. That's right, she was here. And uh, they they made this happen. And the one day I come up here and I seen all this stuff and I thought, it's going to be a miracle. <laughs> well, Joshua, it's a miracle. <laughs> Amen. And it's awesome. But you know, it's kind of like an alder. And I think it needs some tears. <laughs> Probably needs some prayers. It might need a few drops of sweat from somebody's brow. You know, I hate to ruin good carpet with anything, but... I want you to see this as an altar. And if you're willing and you make a choice tonight, even tonight, I'm not trying to force you. I'm not trying to make you do anything that you're not willing to do. Some of you need to, what what I'll call is there's a consecration to the will of God again. There's a consecration to allowing yourself to come into a place and saying, you know what, Lord? I've been letting my circumstances, and my feelings, and my opinions as well as the opinions of others take priority in my life and I've made excuses. Lord, I'm done making excuses. I'm, I'm done with living it my own way. I'm, I'm done with doing it the way that I think it ought to be done. Lord, I'm tired of that. It's not working in my life. It's not working in my family. I've been crucified with Christ. I'm not living any longer. 
Because why? I'm living by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. You and I have a heavenly vision to fulfill. And it's going to take men and women just like you and me that will commit to do the will of God, to fulfill the desires that he's placed in our heart, to walk in the footsteps that he's called us to, and to stop doing what our flesh wants us to do, what the world would like us to do, what our circumstances try to get us to do. There's been a word that you've probably heard in this great church preached from the foundation of it. We walk by faith and not by sight. Well, that faith has to be rested in the firm foundation of the word of the Lord. And when you and I come to that place and we settle, that's the word of God to me, then I can stand as the man of God. You can stand as the man of God and the woman of God and will face all the giants that this life might bring and understand you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That you are a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That God is for you. He's not against you. And that He will give you the power, the ability to do the will of God. As it is in heaven, let it be done in our life today. As it is in heaven, let it be done in our life today. As it is in heaven, let it be done in our life today. Thank you. Thank you. That altar, it's open. As we worship, I want to thank you. I want to thank your pastor and the leaders here very, very much for allowing me to share what God has placed on my heart for the body of Christ here. I trust that you've received and I believe that you will submit and obey to do the will of God. And we're going to we're going to wrap this deal up. Can you say amen? Amen. Woo! Let's all stand together. Earlier when Karen asked how many people helped, I was afraid I'd miss somebody talking about the stage or whatever. So we will have an official list later of everybody that did something. Mm. Hallelujah. Our God has done great things. Can you say that with me? Great things. He will do great things. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead. Thank you. 
Beloved, you are so loved of the Lord. God the Father can't love you any more than he does right now. He sent his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. And that means right now, here and now, this very moment, you are living out that everlasting life. And the Holy Spirit is here to help. And Jesus, our brother, is interceding and praying for us. And we have all of heaven on our side. So this week, take the richness of this word tonight those little BB bullets that hit you in your spirit and resonated truth to you. Meditate on them before the Father. Spend time with Him. Ask Him to help you change in areas that need change. Allow Him to encourage you and affirm you and to love you and encourage your life this week. Let Him cause you to be strong in His great grace. Strong in His great faith. He said, when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? Faith, let faith abound in your heart this week. Spend time with your Father. Spend time with Jesus in the Word. And allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate this rich Word that I know was imparted to each one of us tonight. Be blessed and go in the power and the great grace of your heavenly father who loves you so much amen we have fellowship downstairs with some food we love to come down and talk to you and ask alan and vera why they uh, are steered together through the thick and thin after 45 years and just come down and love on one another amen be blessed and have a great week Good evening. Welcome. We're so glad that each and every one of you are here tonight. Boy, it feels good to be in the house of faith, isn't it? It's a household of faith. It's a family of God. And I'd love to encourage you in our time together tonight. It's really a time of worship from beginning to end because we've gathered, we've assembled as the family of God to encourage one another, to give honor and glory do our great God. Amen. So Psalms 95, it says, Oh, come which you have, praise God. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, a grateful heart. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms for the Lord. Why? He is a great, great God, a good God, a faithful father, and a great king above all kings. So let us worship and bow down and let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are his people. Aren't you glad that you're his people? and the sheep of his hand. So let's sing to the Lord tonight. Bless his name and proclaim the good news of his salvation 
from day to day to day and declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all the people. Let's all stand up together as family. And let's just give him all our praise, all our worship, all our attention in this short time together. Let's just honor and surrender ourselves to the Lord and honor his name. Lord of Lords, Savior, Redeemer, Deliverer. He's our everything, our prosper. He prospers us. He protects us. Jesus, our salvation. He shed his blood for each and every one of us on the cross, willing and obedient to the Father, our Savior and Lord and soon coming King. Father, we just surrender ourselves to you tonight. We have come to gather together personally and collectively as the family of God to lay ourselves before you surrendered heart open to receive any correction any rebuke any adjustment from the Holy Spirit through the word of God tonight any affirmation any encouragement any building up Father, we just want it all. We want all of Jesus. Say that. Why don't you say that? I want all of Jesus. Tonight specifically, I want all of Jesus. I just lay down every care. I don't let my mind wander. I'm just going to focus on what Jesus has tonight. So, Father, we just thank you in advance for that. We give you all the glory and all the praise because you are so worthy of it. Hallelujah. Well, in this house, one way we love God is how? By loving one another. So turn to your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you came tonight. So glad you're here. Isn't it great to be in the house of God tonight? Amen. <sighs> praise the Lord. I'd like to encourage you in your tithes and offerings tonight out of Luke 6, 38. And it's a classic, another classic scripture. 
that most of us have memorized. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. For, the, for running over will be put back into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it shall be measured back to you. How many of you know God is a giver? I, I want to tell you a little story. I'll keep it short. Um, Denise Hess, uh, Elizabeth's mom, gave me about 100 cobs of corn. And I brought them in two big bags to my house um, and thinking all the way, what did I do, what did I do, what did I do, what did I do? Because it's great to get a gift, but food you got to process. So I'm, I brought them, I put them on my porch, and as it happened, a family from uh, Erie that I hadn't seen in years was coming through that weekend, and, and Jen and her three children stopped by. And she looked at the corn, and she said, what are you doing with that? I said, processing it. <laughs> and she said, great, we'll help. So we, we got our chairs, made a circle right on my back patio and there we did uh you know shucking the corn and and just doing everything you do to corn and while we were there what did we do we talked we just fellowshiped and it was so beautiful the kids uh 11 9 and 6 were involved as much as we were and so you know around us you know our conversation always leads to the lord and I'm not sure what we all said, but a little 11-year-old Sam piped up and said, well, what about Jesus? And wanted to know about Jesus. Now, they go to um, a church very much like ours, very much like ours. You know, the Bible, worship, everything. And I, I had, you know how your spirit just kind of opens up, leaps? And I said, Sam, if you would die tonight, but you're not, and you, you go to heaven's gate, and an angel says, Sam, what makes you think you can come in here? What would you say? And he looked at me and said, I don't know what I'd say. So what did that do? It opened up an avenue of preaching the gospel to this 11-year-old son, 11-year-old boy who heard it all. Are you listening? Heard it, but it didn't drop to his heart. So we, mom and I, were just sharing the gospel, the Romans road. I love the classic Romans road. And when we're all done, I said, Sam, would you like to receive Jesus to come into your heart after you hear, heard the truth? And he, he looked and he says, yes, I do. So right there in the circle of corn, little Sam received, asked Jesus to come into his heart, forgive him of all his sins, and make him a child of God. Now, Kenna, who's nine, is sitting there hearing the whole conversation. And when Sam's all done praying, she turns to Sam and turns to us, mom and me, and says, I want that too. So I turn her to mom and say, now it's your turn. <laughs> And she led her own daughter into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So I tell you this story because I love stories like that. You know, the kingdom of God is based on relationships. Our relationship with Jesus is our sure foundation. 
Our spirit bears witness that we are born again. It bears witness. Can anybody convince you that you're, that you're not born again? If anybody can convince you that you're not born again, there, there's a kind of an iffy there, please talk to somebody tonight and get that blessed assurance in your heart so that you know, because it says in John that you may know that you have eternal life. All right? So here is Sam and Kenna just beaming, and now the whole conversation is about the Lord the rest of the time doing this corn. I want to bring it right back to this. That happened because I was gifted a gift. God, the Father, is the harvester. Jesus is a great networker. <laughs> I just see the whole Godhead involved in this whole thing. Bringing them at that moment, having the gift of the corn, sitting and talking about the Lord, and making it personal for those two young kids to come into the kingdom of God. God so loved the world he gave. We are made in his image and likeness, and it's not just a Saturday night giving. It's really a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of giving. And you never know what gift you give can have an eternal value to it. God does not look at the little, because we wouldn't have the story of the widow, the widow would we, in the Bible. He doesn't look at the much. He looks at the heart. It's a heart issue with him. It's a heart motion, uh, motive. So tonight when you give your tithes and your offerings, and, and this is the other thing. When you give, you give to the Father. You're not giving to horizontally to any church or this and that. You're giving to the Father because the Father is the Lord of the harvest. He's the one that gets back to you. I, I remember the Lord said to me, early on when I was a young, young Christian, he said, Karen, when you give, give to me so you can't control the seed. And when you receive, receive from me so no one can control you. I have never forgot that. And it's always, I always give to my father no matter what. So as you give tonight, and ushers, can you, are you in the aisles? If you need an envelope, can you raise your hand? And one of these handsome ushers will give you an envelope for your giving tonight. You can make your checks out to Church of the Word or CWI. And we're giving to the Father tonight. So always think about that. You know, when you're, when you're about to give or you're thinking about it as you're coming to church or even this week when you plan it out, Father, what would you like me to give? And he's always more than what I want to give. Did you know that? Why? Because God said, give and it shall be given. Pressed down, running over, shall men give into your bosom. As you measure out, it will be measured back. So there's a sowing and a reaping that God operates. It's a law of his kingdom. He operates by this for us so that we can be blessed. God is, his heart is always for us to be blessed. Every single second of the day. Amen. All right, we can pass the baskets, and we will be willing and obedient unto the Father. Amen. Father, I thank you for this tithe and offering. Thank you for the generous hearts of your people here at Church of the Word. 
and they are, Father. I thank you for a hundredfold blessing into their lives as they give. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. What looks new back here? <laughs> Has there been a change since you were here? John, who else helped you this week? Who, where are you, John? A whole bunch of people. There you go. The family of God here um, took, changed this whole stage area to make it more larger and more comfortable for people up and down. John, thank you for you and your team for all the work that you did this week. We really appreciate it. Let's give him a great big hand. A lot of hard work went into this. Amen. We really need to be thankful for one, of, one another, for all the wonderful things that we do to make life easier and better. And don't hesitate to say thanks, all right? It's really a part of God's nature. Let's look at the announcements real quick. Um, everybody get a bulletin? <laughs> and so we've got young families this week, uh, Friday night at 6.30 at Kevin and Kelly's house. And... Um, we have CityGate next, Sarah, next Sunday. So the sign-up sheet's in the back for the CityGate Columbia, which is next Sunday, 11.15, we meet, and that goes to about 12.30, 1 o'clock, depending on how long of a conversation you get into. And since I can, I'm going to plug it. You will never be the same. I 100% guarantee it if you just step out and come to a city gate on a Sunday on a Sunday morning at Columbia. It's like God purposely brings the people out that you're supposed to talk to, that you're supposed to share with. And last time in Columbia, Noah, where are you, Noah? Downstairs. Uh, oh, and the helping there. He and I went out, and we had the privilege and the honor to talk to a 93-year-old woman. And she looked really spry for her age. She was bowed over, but I asked her, and she said, well, I'm a good person. I love my family, my grandchildren. See, a lot of people, it's based on their good works, on what they have done. The great big I is there, not the great big J. So we had the opportunity to share Jesus with her and tell her it's not anything she does. She's got to put her faith in what Jesus did for her. And she says, well, I want to do that. She was a spry little 93. But this is the thing. Think about the loving kindness and the long suffering of the father for 93 years to bring that lady to that moment. How much he loves us. So that's city gate for you. And if you've never been to any of these places with the flag, Please come to CityGate first and get your whistle wet, and you'll love it. You'll just absolutely love it, and you'll never be the same. Amen? We have the women's breakfast coming up October 16th. Sign-up sheets in the back. I'm asking you, please don't wait to the last minute to sign up. A lot of effort goes into these breakfasts. We need your name on there and commitment to come because we all we want to do is bless you with a great morning. And we still need some white elephant um, Items for the table if you are interested in doing that as well. Home groups, it's not too late to plug in at all. We have Tuesday evening, uh, Thursday morning right back here um, at 1030. And then we have two Thursday night in East Earl and in West Lan Lancaster. So 
hey, you're going to love those. It's, I call it a wheel within a wheel. You get to have an intimate, more intimate relationship with people. And iron sharpens iron. And that's how you grow in God, by being in, being in one of these home groups. They're just fabulous. So, did I miss anything? No? All right. Yes, I did. Is Alan and Vera here? Vera's downstairs. There's Alan. Alan, come on up here, brother. Should have your wife here. 48 years today. Woo! 45. That was three. <laughs> Since you're here, unfortunately, Vera's serving, isn't she? Oh, yes, you are. You both are really incredible servants of the Lord. And you're a blessing to all of us here at Church of the Word. One secret of 45 years of a great marriage. Thick and thin, yeah. Because it will get thin and it will get thin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan. Amen. <laughs> okay, not the truth. Praise the Lord. Today's our mission Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the month. And I've asked Josh to come up and encourage you in your mission offering. So if you need an envelope for that, raise your hand. The ushers will be in the aisles to give you a, an envelope for that too. Great and mighty things are happening in, on the mission field in CWI. So Josh, come on up and be a blessing to the people. Thank you. Uh, when Karen was sharing her story of the corn and the, the two children that accepted the Lord, uh, the Lord just kind of showed me, you know, that all started with a stalk of corn that grew seeds in the Garden of Eden and was planted generation after generation after generation. And that family is now reaping a future of eternal life from that seed that's been produced all throughout the years. Sowing year after year, year after year. Uh, and I, I, the scripture you shared in Luke was very similar to uh, what I wanted to share, Second Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And you mentioned that the, the sowing and reaping is a law. It's a law just like gravity is a law. So if I jump, I will come down. How many of you have, over the age of four have ever thought, I wonder if I won't come down this time? <laughs> well, no, of course not, because it's a law. Well, the sowing and reaping is a law just like gravity. It operates the same way. Maybe not quite as quickly, but it operates the same way. If you sow, you will reap, both good and bad. You know, something that we taught our kids when they were younger is if you sow selfishness into your sibling you're going to reap selfishness from them. But if you, show love, if you sow love and sharing to them, you're going to reap love and sharing. And it's a law. It will happen. Sometimes, like I said, it takes a while. Um, Kenneth Copeland shares a story once, and this has stuck with me. I heard this back in Bible school, and it stuck with me. Uh, he said the Lord asked him one time, Kenneth, do you, do you believe in sowing and reaping? And he was like, yes, Lord. 
I mean, Kenneth Copeland is one of the biggest givers in the ministry, right? At least visibly. That, that is more visible than the average person. He's one of the biggest givers. And, and he's like, yes, Lord. Yes, I, I do believe that. And the Lord asked him again, Kenneth, do you believe in sowing and reaping? And he was like, yes, Lord. Yes, I believe that. And then he asked him a third time. And if God asks you the same question three times, there's something wrong with your answer. <laughs> and he said, all right, Lord, what are you trying to tell me? And the Lord said, if you really believed in the law of sowing and reaping, you'd give more. And that really stuck with me. Um, we, we give more and we will reap more. But, but it's all from a heart of faith. We've got to put faith behind our sowing. Uh, when I went to Bible school, we were trusting the Lord to provide all of our finances. And I didn't know a whole lot about faith then. I didn't. I knew, I knew the scriptures, and I knew that God would supply my needs, but I was in worry, I'd be in doubt, and I'd go back and forth, and I'd be scared, and I'd be in fear, and I'd just go back and forth, and I wasn't really in faith. I thought I was, and God in his mercy still provided us to get through every day, but it was hard. It was, it was so much It was so difficult. Um, and now we're going through a time period where we're trusting God to provide for all of our needs, but we're, we've got faith behind us. And, and it's been so amazing. He, he's been so abundantly blessing us. Uh, we, we planned to go out to Colorado, most of you know, to visit Jay and Kim and to, and to be a uh, minister at their church and to sow into them as a couple. And uh, we, we had the money to do it. We planned on paying our own way, and before we left, we received a, che a check that more than covered what it cost us to go out and come, and come back. I mean, we have been so abundantly blessed by the Lord, and we're driving back from, from Colorado and, and uh, driving through the, through the Rockies, and we get to about Denver, and, and Castor, who was uh, staying awake to help me stay awake, uh, started getting tired. And, and he fell asleep, but I, I was doing good, so I, I, I actually enjoy driving at night uh, because everyone's asleep, and I get to spend some time with the Lord. And, and he said to me, he's like, he showed me that a long time ago, we sowed into a family to go on a trip. And it was when we didn't have the money to be sowing what we sowed to go on this trip, but we, we obeyed the Lord. He said, I want you to do this. We obeyed him. He said, you reaped this trip from that back then. And that was many years ago. And so, like I said, it can take time to come through, but it always comes through. And sometimes it's when you need it the most. Sometimes it's when you don't need it, and it's just above and beyond. And that is more seed to sow. Proverbs says, he who scatters, uh, sorry, there is one who scatters, yet increases more. When we sow seed, we will increase. It, it, it's a law. And so as you sow into these ministries, you are going to reap everything that this ministry does. You're going to reap from that. So the, the, the good works that 2 Corinthians 9 also talks about, yeah, I've often said, man, there's so many good works out there. What do I sow into? And the Lord said, what about the ones that come to your church? 
And so my goal is every time a missionary comes here, I want to sow into him. I want to sow into that work because they're doing a good work. And our pastor is very uh, detailed about the people he allows to speak in this church. They are doing a good work for the Lord if they're allowed to speak in this pulpit. Hence, (laughs) Prophet Bob. (laughs) So remember that. Sowing and reaping. If, if we really believe the law in sowing and reaping, we'll give more. And from a place of faith and from a cheerful heart. And this isn't an attempt to put more in the offering. It's an attempt to, to just reveal more of the goodness of God. We have experienced such an incredible goodness of God over the last nine months. It's been, it's, it's been amazing. So, I'll... What's that? Ushers. Ushers. I'm still I'm still in training for this. All right. Well, let's. You want me to pray? You want to pray? Okay. Father, thank you so much for your laws that you have placed in into this world. Father, the law of sowing and reaping that we have the ability to give to people who love you and who want to who wanna, uh, promote your kingdom, Father. Thank you that we have that ability and that you will return to us uh, abundantly more than we could ask or think. We're so thankful, Father. Uh, just bless the, bless the money that's being given. Increase it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Josh.